those kinds of experiences and it melts my heart every time. Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast, a podcast about sharing stories on the struggles and successes of real life, healthy living for the family. From easy ways to get your kiddos to eat more fruits and veggies, to finding what works to feeling your best through moving more. A resource with ideas for fitting it all in. (laughs) Cut the baloney of the food shaming or the guilt of not making the picture perfect lunches and keep the focus on you doing your best you. Join us as we talk to experts in their fields as they share their best advice on what is working for them and relish in the laughs on things that have not worked. Let us learn from each other on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Welcome to episode five, where I talk to my friend Nanette. She is a certified personal trainer that specializes in teaching her clients how to build a healthy base of exercise for them to feel their best every day. She has a true passion for giving her clients a foundation of learning the correct how-tos with each exercise in order to prevent injury or help those that are injured move better. She is my go-to trainer whenever I have a new ache or pain. I'm like, help, what can I do to make my hamstring feel better? She shares so much with us that I split her discussion into two parts. Today, we talk about building a healthy base of fitness for beginners and runners. And next week, she shares with us her family's journey in adapting a vegetarian lifestyle. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Tell us who you are and what you do. I'm Nanette Hegginger. I'm a personal trainer and fitness consultant. Exactly. And how many kids do you have? Well, I have two kids at home. Okay. And another one that has moved away. Okay. Um, Joy's the oldest one. She's 31. Um, Elijah is my boy who's 18. He's a senior. Okay. And Gracie is 12 and she's a seventh grader. Awesome. Yes. And Nanette, you are one of those people that I I think we've met for... I think we've known each other for maybe a little over a year, but I seriously feel like I've known you forever. You just have this wonderful I, we had an connection, you and I. Oh I, I agree. We could just talk. We had something between us. So. I know. You're just one of those people that I just totally connected with. And I just love that about you. So well, I that... love that about you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and your expertise in the personal training, especially with teaching people how to do the exercises correctly. That's where you are just functional training. Functional training. You are fantastic in that. I love it. Really where my passion lies. Yeah. So I have multiple specialty certifications. Okay. um, And work with various age levels. But the functional training one is the one that I use the most. And the one that I use the most when working with other trainers as well to try to teach people. And it's, it's really about injury prevention, using your body the way it's meant to be used. So the aches and pains are kind of alleviated throughout the course of the day or Everyone, when you go to bed at night or wake up in the morning. It's, everybody can benefit from functional exactly, training. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yes, you just I have, love a, have a good... I could talk all night about it. Yes, you could. And I would listen. So (laughs) Um, can you just define functional training real quick? I don't know if I have that in my notes or not. 
Oh, sure. So functional training, a lot of people think about functional movements, and that's your squat, lunge, push, pull, and rotational movements um, that you do in everyday life. But Uh functional training in the gym or in a personal training uh, setting is really about the kind of the physics of the body, how it's intended to use um, your range of motion, your posture, your walking gait, um, how you do exercises in the gym. And then the functional part of, of that is then translating it to what you do outside of the gym. So every exercise you do in a workout somehow translates to your real life activity and movement. Oh, so good. And that's why we need you to teach us that because so we are not hurt walking up the stairs carrying groceries and so on, right? Right. Well, and, you know, I've known a lot of people who, you know, I I had a client who was training for marathon uh-huh. and would get up in the morning and do their training and then literally sit all day. Uh-huh. And so was really struggling with pain and problems. And then that was affected when you then get stiff and painful, that affects your run form the next workout or how you lift and move. So working on all through the day, whatever movement you're doing, doing it properly and the way your body was intended to move. And we definitely need to know that as we get older, because another year comes around and we wake up with a new ailment. Right. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. I do know that. Oh, that's great. With your work, Annette, you do because you truly care about your clients. You build this relationship with them and you take them step by step and guide them to feel better. You just have a huge heart for your clients and it's just not a job for you. A couple quick stories, you know, a a gentleman who had had a major stroke and did his physical therapy and they sent him on his way in a wheelchair uh, to live his life. Okay. And he goes back and forth getting some help from the doctors or getting CT now and again. But on a day-to-day basis, I could go in and work with him for a short while and keep his energy up, keep his excitement up, um, you know, and to have him stand up and take a few steps and hug his wife. Right. You know, that's incredible to me. That gets me every time exactly you know that that to me is so much more of a goal of you know a reason to be healthy and to exercise than fitting into a dress or looking good or right even you know lifting competitions I'm not against that if that's what somebody wants to do you bet but I just have these clients who have had those kinds of experiences and it melts my heart every time. Well, and those first little steps that you bring to them, showing them, giving them confidence and those first little steps that just gives them a whole new window um, opening so much more in their life. So I can see how that became so empowering as well. Yeah. I worked with a couple, um, an old farmer and his Mm -hmm. wife and his doctor had told him, you gotta, you gotta get some exercise. You gotta, You know, figure out how to move better. You're in too much pain. You're not doing anything. You end up sitting. You know, and their goal was to stay in their house. Their goal was 
you know, they'd had this farmhouse in their family for generations. Sure. Their kids were born there. And they didn't want to have to leave that house. They didn't want to have to be a burden on their kids. So, you know, to teach somebody how to go up and down stairs while carrying a load of laundry or, you know, how to maneuver in and out of, for him it was a tractor, uh-huh. you know, how to get in and out of whatever you need for your job. Um, you know, those yeah. are the things that I, I just believe those are real goals, real meaning behind what we're doing. So I really enjoyed those types of clients. Those are the ones that just, yeah, yes. I get so excited about. Yes. So, yeah, teaching people how to move properly. Right. And then building up the exercise. Prevention. Intensity yes. or, right? Yes. Yeah. Educating that, I mean, that's prevention. much more my style. Yes. And oh, that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. that's what you do so well at with your older clients and, and anyone. You know, even as I get older, I always seem to have another injury from running or <laughs> Heck, I even just hit my shin on the dishwasher, and I've been out for a couple of days. But man, <laughs> that hurts! You just gave oh, me the willies, like thinking about that. <laughs> kills right on that bone, that shin bone, right? right? And I thought, what? I'm getting old. I don't need to have this stupid little injury doing the dishes, like yeah. you know. So, but yeah, you do a great yeah, job. But that's the kind of thing when you have a slight <laughs> limp uh-huh. that it affects how then your foot moves or your hip moves. Yes. And then your back gets a little sore and it could just be from a simple bump there. So learning (laughs) how to stabilize and move properly. So when one of those things happens, you can localize it more. Right. And it's not affecting up and down the chain of movement of your body. Yes. Yes. Okay. So for me, we'll just start off with that. I am a runner and well, I try, I think I am, I try to, but, um, any <laughs> quick, good exercises, movements, stretches, whatever it may be that you think would be a must have to focus on weekly, daily, whatever, whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. So uh, the biggest mistakes I see with runners, I'm not saying you do this. I'm just saying these right. are things I see, Yes. uh, you know, particularly in a gym facility. That mm-hmm. somebody comes in and then their warm up is to go around the track a couple of times. Okay. Or if you're outside running, you're going to go like at a nice, easy walk or slow jog before you get into your pace. And people consider that their warm up. Yep. And it's not. So there needs to be more what we call dynamic warm up, and dynamic is okay. uh, with movement. Okay. So there's Static is when you're holding still doing something. Dynamic is when you're moving doing okay, something. Good. So to warm up using dynamic exercises uh, for runners, you know, you want to work all around the hips, the glutes, the yes. quads, um, and then stabilizing through the core as well as the shoulders, the neck, the upper back, because sure. that comes into play in your run form as well. Okay. Um, exercises that challenge and stabilize the ankle before you start to, to do your run. Yeah. So, you know, walk while you're walking, and I don't know, if you're really a runner, you won't care what people think. <laughs> but, you know, your first part, your first 12 to 15 minutes even, okay. if you're going to go on a good long run, you know, you're doing your butt kickers, okay. like straight leg toe touches. So I can run like um, maybe, maybe in Central Park? 
Yes, run like Phoebe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. Stick your legs all out Sweet. and flail your arms. Okay. That's a good warm-up. <laughs> okay, I'll remember that. My so your forward kind of... lunge. Okay. Do, the, do like a walking lunge. Okay. Side-stepping squat. Perfect. Um, do you know what gate openers are? Um, Lift up like a high knee and then open your leg out to the side. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gate so that's openers. Getting those, yeah, getting that's those good. hips opened up. Love that. Um, okay. Mountain climbers, and that helps runners particularly. So when you're a standing mountain climber, okay. so you're lifting opposite arm and leg. So your left arm reaches high into the sky while you're doing a high knee with your right leg, left arm, right leg. And these kinds of tall reaches and movements help to loosen up the sides to help alleviate some of those side stitches. Okay brings your chest up a little taller you're getting more oxygen in i love this yeah i'm, um, I'm gonna make up a little uh graphic for this. this yes yes we will have information so for yes for these that i'm telling you right now i will have these perfect um doing something like your tippy toes and your heel walk okay and uh that's you know i tell people to do the abc's with their ankles oh okay yeah. So it just kind of loosens up the ankle joint. But doing the ABCs, it's not just the circle. You're going in all these different directions. So particularly if you're running not on a track uh -huh. and the ground is going to be uneven, yep. you know, you want to mimic some of that movement in how you warm up. Nice. Okay. We, so, we all forget that because the first thing we think of, we were like, we only have, you know, 30 minutes, so I got to get out there and get my run. And, and those are probably the steps that we miss to prevent the injuries. And then we go to right. physical therapy to say, hey, can you fix this? And when we should have been doing the preventative measures before. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, people who aren't doing proper warm up runners i you know i work with them all the time i do assisted stretching okay um and you've seen me work with people they kind of lay on the table and i work on their hips or their hip flexors yes um you know they come to me and they've got they're like i'm a runner i pulled my it or it's really tight Always. or the psoas the psoas is the muscle that connects the upper body to the lower body and it's a fat little muscle that runs through your pelvic bone your pelvic cage um you know these are the muscles that i end up working on with clients a lot when they're runners who don't do their pre-workout yes so kind of firing a really good dynamic movement previously um and then after your run mm -hmm. to take the time to stretch that that's just such a big mistake i see people all the time run and like I said, I've got 30 minutes. I'm going to get a 30-minute run in. Now I'm done. I have to go do something else. Yes. And it doesn't have to be that long. Ramping up. No. No, it doesn't. What, what would you no. say? How long does someone need to stretch even if afterwards? You did, oh, even if you did, you know, five to eight minutes of stretching. Okay. That's not bad. After a run. Yes. And then once a week, Okay. do a nice long walk so your muscles are warm yep. and stretch like sit in front of whatever you watch, whatever your Netflix binge is, and just stretch and roll and, and roll. work everything out. 
but it's so necessary. Those especially. are some just, yeah, I always, I've worked a little bit with the um, coaches here in Nevada. I live in Nevada mm-hmm. um, for cross country. Okay. And I have a dynamic warm up that has, oh. I'm sure it has more than what I just talked to you about, okay. but what I just listed that some of those, um, that those cross country kids now do before every run. It's just part of the routine that you do these dynamic type movements. And then we go in and help stretch at the end of a workout or at the end of a run. Yes. And teach them how to really stretch. Okay. And by really stretch, I mean breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Don't hold your breath when you stretch. Right. And counting to 10 isn't a stretch. Yes. You know, you're you're looking at numbers out. (laughs) Yeah. You're looking at maybe. Six good deep breaths to start, and if you can go longer, go longer. Okay. Good information. Okay. So five to eight minutes after for the functional, probably similar to that, maybe a little more depending upon how tight and sore those muscles are to get warmed up, would you say? For other, you mean other exercises besides running? For the functional uh, before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dynamic. Okay. Yes. Dynamic. Yes. Dynamic warm-up. Okay. Yes. Yeah, your dynamic warm-up, if you can do 10, 12 minutes, that's ideal. But okay. even if you did five to eight, right. you would see, you would feel a big difference. Okay. So as little as 10 minutes as a total before and after, we can fit that in. I think that sounds oh, yeah. very doable. Love it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And honestly, with the dynamic movement, you're getting workout. Yeah. I mean, you may not be getting mileage if what you're after is mileage, but you're getting workout. Getting some strength and, yeah, holds in there a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got to think of it that way, too. Beneficial, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we did the running part. Anything for beginners that jumps out at you that you would really make a Beginners to working out, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say the biggest mistake is uh, people get motivated to work out mm-hmm. and then they go and they work out. And when you're really just starting, what you're going to end up with is a lot of muscle soreness um, and strain if you jump into it hard. True. Yes. So to practice patience, as difficult as that is, <laughs> uh, you know, to start off slow and easy. For the first few days or even two weeks working up to it. So if somebody was just starting, say, a running workout, I would have them start with walking, move them to a walk jog, um, slow distances or short distances the first couple weeks. Okay. Um, And then kind of splitting that up. So with your cardio... Most runners have their pace, right? You go out, this is my pace, I go do my run, this is what I do. And what I would do with any runner, but particularly those starting out, is to switch it up so one day you're just doing a nice steady run, and the next day you're doing intervals, so you're walking nice and easy with short, short sprints. when, when I do this with the kids, my kids outside uh-huh. will pick um, like a block. We'll sprint one block and then we'll nice easy walk too. Yes. 
That sounds good. Um, when the kids were little, we used to do light posts. Okay. So, or driveways. I did driveways okay, we're gonna... a couple months ago. Yeah, because I wasn't feeling right? well. I'm like, <laughs> okay, just make it to that driveway. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. So a short burst of speed followed by walking. Okay. So your intervals. So okay. day one would be your steady run. Day two, you do some intervals. Day three, a steady run. Day four, some intervals. Okay. And then day five, do what I call the low and slow or a handhold. So you're out there a long time. A long time. But you are just slow and easy. Okay. Smell the flowers. Hold hands. Nice little walk. Perfect. Um, so that the muscles are really warm and loose, but not getting a lot of strain. Okay. Just kind of building up the cardio stamina a little bit. Right. Yeah. For the, yep. um, and that's a really good one then to do a good long stretch afterwards. Oh, sure. You bet. Because yeah. you're going to be really warm. So time-wise, you know, if you were going to start with a 15 to 20 minute nice easy pace run uh-huh. or jog or, you know, whatever your pace is. And then for beginners, again, your interval training, you're only looking at about 12 minutes of interval, a okay. warm up. That's not bad. 12 minute of intervals and a cool down. Perfect. I always tell myself, you can do 12 minutes or you can do 30 right. seconds, you know, and then it finally gets yep. into to that 12 minute type. Um, I found yeah. some hit music on YouTube and Spotify. And that oh, was yeah. a nice thing. There's different ones where it's like a 30 second work and a 10 second rest or 30 second rest or whatever it may be. But those little playlists, I thought were very motivating for me yeah. to do. Music okay. always helps. Yeah. And it tells <laughs> I you. I agree with that. It like says, okay, rest. So then that could be something where you could walk or jog in yeah. between those. There's different some really spots. simple Tabata timers that you can get as an app. Okay. I haven't checked those out. So, and then you can set it, your Tabata timer. So you can do say, eight rounds of 30 seconds, easy, 10 seconds hard. Yes. Okay. I mean, just you can and you can set your own time, but then it's right. in your ear dinging at you for those, and then you don't have to be looking at a clock. It's like your own personal trainer. Again, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But again, I would say be careful with your breath, your breathing, okay, and your posture. Posture, um, yes. And if you're new to running, if that's your workout, spend the money on a session with a trainer who knows how run form works. Oh yeah. And have them give you a little bit of advice. When you start out, you're not starting out with uh, a form that's going to lead to injury or discomfort. Right. Just keeps building up on all the pain as we get. And I'm like, is it just me that I'm getting older or did I do something wrong? (laughs) Right. Well, and as you feel a little bit of those aches and pains, that changes how your body moves. True. And yeah. so then you're doing more to add stress to your body yeah. to try to push through the pain. No, don't do no, that. No, Wasn't it in one you of know? our uh, trainings where we talked about putting a pole behind our our arms and act like you're running like that's the good proper form to kind of have your shoulders up? Yep. Okay. Yep. So your shoulders. So you, if you take... I'm going to try to do this verbally. I'm sitting here doing it. I'm doing it too, yeah. If you shrug your shoulders up, and while they're up, squeeze your shoulders back. Okay. And then while they're back, 
press down without letting your shoulders roll forward. Okay. Those muscles are tight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So Ooh. your shrug back down. And what most people do when they put those shoulders down Ooh. is they let them roll forward. So don't let them roll forward. And that's called packing your shoulder blades. So okay. you want to pack your shoulder blades and kind of tuck your chin so that your head is in alignment with your spine. Okay. And from there, if you're running or jogging, your elbows should go from your ribs back. Ribs and back. Okay. So you you shouldn't need your elbows and your arms to be reaching forward of your body. Okay. And they certainly should never cross over your center line. Okay. So Do forward, back. Forward and back. Now from you... the ribs back. Your elbow goes from the ribs back. Okay. I think everybody knows why I asked you because you explain everything so well in detail. <laughs> <laughs> and well, you know the I'm science trying to do it verbally, it. but I would normally oh. be showing you this. I was, you know, just sitting here in my office with my elbows I going, so. like sticking my chest out at the microphone. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you so, so, so much. Let's let's yes. catch up again soon, okay? Yeah, don't wait so long. I know it was way too long. I'm sorry about yeah. that. All right. Well, okay. Take care. Good um, luck. Let me know if big, you need anything else. Same here. Big hugs to you, and I miss you. Yes. Bye-bye. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Well, that wraps up another episode. Oh my goodness. I had so much fun talking with Annette. And as you can see, she knows her stuff, right? I mean, (laughs) the information she shares is so detailed that I really need to take my notes and make sure I get those exercises in before and after my workout. Because as I get older, there's always a new ache or pain, I swear. (laughs) But don't forget to join us next week as she shares her family's journey in adapting a vegetarian lifestyle. Oh, so much fun. And again, thank you to everyone for joining us on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.